No one ever expects to be described as an arrogant or complacent boss. Most leaders we know have the assumption that their career will be akin to a musical crescendo. It may start quietly and slowly, but they believe that as they age, more responsibility will come. And because of their years of experience, they will continually improve at making decisions and inspiring those they work with. And yes, most assume that their value to an organization will steadily increase so that the final years of their work will be the highest paying. But something that they may not expect is the bad habits they may develop along the way. In this episode, we are looking into the warning signs and how to fix some of these bad habits before it's too late. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th Percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me in this new year is Jack Zanger, our resident. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be here, Bree. Hello, Jack. You know, uh, in a job interview, when they ask you to disclose your biggest weaknesses, well, I decided since I have this opportunity, <laughs> I'm going to ask you if over the years, have you developed any bad habits? I'm sure that if you were to ask my wife, she could begin giving you a long list, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I, I think I've I've had a long bad habit of being very impatient and expecting things to happen more rapidly than than sometimes is really reasonable. Uh, you know, I, I'm always not good at uh, checking my schedule for the next day to kind of get myself all <laughs> ready for it, and so I, I have to keep working at things like that. Uh, so, oh boy, yeah, I, I probably could make a list if I had time to think about it. <laughs> well. Well, my list could go on for days. <laughs> I, I get, I get so distracted by emails and this like desire to look at them the second they come in. Um, so like when I'm writing or editing something, I have to log out of everything. And then I consequently forget meetings that happen because I'm so engrossed in writing that. So there you go. But the habits we are looking into today are a little bit more serious um, than these ones we've talked about. And they're sometimes hard for individuals to recognize in themselves. Right. You know, decades ago, two Harvard professors researched the careers of engineers and found that while some did indeed have a, a career trajectory that moved steadily upward, there were more who did not. In fact, most plateaued and became less creative and productive after the age of 35. They were unable to evolve their behavior to the requirements of a new stage in their career. It's estimated that corporations worldwide are spending more than $150 billion on leadership development of one kind or another. We can assume that a big part of the motivation to do that lies in the hope and the expectation that leaders can and will improve over time. Yeah, there's so much time and effort and money that goes into development. Uh, I kind of hesitate to share this story, but I think it is important. My brother uh, worked in leadership development for a little bit before he got his MBA. And after he graduated, 
naturally I thought he would go back and, and kind of work in that industry again. And I asked him why, why wasn't he going into that field? He did something completely different. And he kind of has a more cynical view. And he, he expressed that he felt that most people are who they are. And despite development efforts, people don't really ever change. Now, there is so much that has shown that not to be true. And people really can grow and develop, but it is hard and it, a lot don't change. So how can we improve the likelihood of that happening? Can we overcome the forces that hold so many back from reaching their full potential as a leader? Well, I I understand your, your brother's uh, kind of cynicism. Uh, I understand the uh, you know that that thinking, you know, history is is replete with examples of leaders who fell victim to the twin demons of arrogance and complacency. This, this scourge is found in every historical record going back to the earliest biblical records, and it certainly continues to our day. We'll define arrogance as one person's belief that their ideas and their opinions are more valuable. And we'll define complacency as an attitude of kind of self-satisfaction that leads people to automatically and mindlessly follow a routine. You know, victorious generals in ancient Rome were paraded through the streets after coming home from a triumphant victory. But as time went on, they found that it was valuable to have a slave who would stand next to the general in the chariot and continuously whisper in his ear, remember, you are mortal. And I, you know, I think about that in our nightly news, we see playing out the, the, the prescient insight of Lord Acton, who wrote, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And we're seeing that in all over the world. Absolutely. Yes. So my question, what I really, really wonder about is our arrogance and complacency age-related? Because you, you see these little children who are so willing to learn, but as we grow up, we kind of resist it more. Some things get better with age, but as you looked into this, and, and Joe, you found that these twin demons of arrogance and complacency appear to have an accelerating negative impact. So for 360-degree feedback on around 65,000 managers, Zanger Folkman found the following. While some managers manage to ward off the plague, the majority do not. We found that as leaders age, their willingness and skill at asking others for feedback and then taking action uh, to improve, it declines significantly. Yeah, there's a wide margin there between those who are in the 25 to 35 range or at the 56 percentile. And by the time you're 61, you're at the 42nd percentile. So it's true. It's harder to teach a, an older dog new tricks. But as we gain experience, we feel like, is it that we know more and we don't need we want to learn more? So what are the anecdotes, Jack, for arrogance and complacency? Well, you know, I think the first one may be to to deliberately change some behavior. Improved leadership does not stem from reading books or listening to lectures and gaining new information. Leadership improvement can only be evidenced by new behavior. Improved leadership effectiveness hinges on 
new actions on your part. As Arnold Schwarzenegger observed, no one builds their muscles by watching me exercise. <laughs> Improved leadership is not a function of reading uh, the latest guru's new book, but it is the leader's willingness to try some new things and improve old behavior. Rather than leaders improving with age because they gain more experience, those years on the job seem to build up a, a crust that, that makes the person less willing to try new behavior. You know, since it's the new year and people are always talking about fitness in the new year, I feel <laughs> like this is kind of our an exercise in cognitive fitness. Lots of people are walking on treadmills right now, but what can you do to say, okay, how can I grow in these other ways? Research has shown that certain attitudes or lifestyle choices and exercise enhance expertise in areas that go from playing a musical instrument, speaking a foreign language, driving a taxi cab expands your <laughs> neural systems, apparently, and makes them more community. I can't say that as a word, communicative. So in other words, you can alter the physical makeup of your brain by learning new skills, but you have to be willing to exercise as you get older. We still have, we have to exercise our brains and our bodies. So what is another antidote for this arrogance and complacency that we see as we you know, age. I, I think a second one is to open the feedback spigot. Increase the amount of feedback you receive by overtly asking for it. And then, of course, pay real heed to what others tell you, what they suggest. You know, the, the whispering slave maybe had some effect, <laughs> but imagine the impact of a respected Roman general accompanying the victorious general in the parade and periodically noting, enjoy this moment, pal, because remember, it is short-lived. Yeah. You may want to take a second bow, but the emperor and the other generals are waiting for your second act. Deliberately ask others for their opinion about important issues. That really opens the feedback spigot. Asking others for one specific thing that you could do to create more value for the organization or to solve a specific problem, that just opens the, the spigot wider and wider. And the new behavior is often generated by feedback from a, a boss, a peer, a direct report, a coach, or, or a good friend. I like it. It's a little in intimidating to think of uh, the imagery of this, of the <laughs> feedback gushing out and hitting you all at once, but but I like it. <laughs> what is last? Well, the third, the third thought would be to, to create some mechanism that relentlessly holds you accountable to implement the change that you seek to make. Uh, whether losing weight or learning a new skill or overcoming an addiction, every successful change process hinges on an accountability process that is frequent and relentless. This may entail a nightly phone call or message to, to someone you've asked to hold you accountable. The greater the frequency, the greater the likelihood that a new habit is going to be formed. This, this may feel a bit draconian to some and too time consuming to others, but remember this, it makes a huge difference in the likelihood of you reaching your goal. 
I really enjoy these two women. Their names are Molly West Duffy and Liz Fossiline. They create these organizational behavior images on social media and share them. And they have, they're also writers. They have these amazing books. And one of them is called Big Feelings. And in it, they talk about the importance of adopting this mantra, I am a person who is learning. And just that statement, I am a person who is learning, no matter where you are in your career, in your life, it's adopting that growth mindset. So instead of approaching a new situation thinking, I already know how to do this, or lack of confidence of, oh, I can't do this, it reframes your mindset and openness to change. I am a person who is continually learning better ways, new ways, first time, you can do it. This is a great mindset for every team member to adopt. Warren Buffett intends to leave the bulk of his estate to four charities, one being the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to which he has already given some $33 billion. His warning to them was to wage a relentless war on the ABCs, his acronym for arrogance, bureaucracy, and complacency. Buffett believes that the challenges that once dominant corporations such as GM, IBM, Sears Roebuck, U.S. Steel, and others endured were large because they didn't find powerful antidotes for those plagues. He wrote, when these corporate cancers metastasize, even the strongest of companies can falter. As you consider the good habits you want to form this year, try to reflect on, have you picked up any bad ones? Be willing to ask those around you for feedback to see how you can improve and keep improving on a steady pathway upward. The 90th Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corin, Jack Zanger, and Joe Folkman, and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you are interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a great review. We really like to read them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.